0: Hi everyone, this is Happiest, episode number one, Life Lessons from Flying a Kite. Welcome, I'm your host, Susan Trottis. I'm an author, artist, and teacher. I'm a mother to four, grandmother to 14, and a grateful member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And just like you, I'm out to find the happy. In this podcast, we will be searching to find the happiest moments in every situation, These are some of my stories. I hope they will help you feel lifted, happy, and hopeful as you search for your own happy in this journey we call life. So are you ready? Here we go. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're here today and I'm excited to spend a little bit of time with you today as we talk about finding the happiest moments in your life, perhaps even right in the middle of trying to fly a kite. Today, we are out to find the happy. So, I'm a teacher, and right now I am teaching third grade. A few years ago, I wanted to think of an idea that would help motivate my students to work a little harder and to reach a little higher in their schoolwork. So, I came up with what I thought would be a great plan. I went to the dollar store and bought 28 kites, and then told my students that they were to each set a goal, something they could improve on in their schoolwork. And then when everyone had reached their goal, we would take the kites outside and fly them. Initially, it sounded like a great idea, and initially the students worked hard on their goals and were soon ready and excited for the kite flying day as it drew closer. Out of my 28 students, I had only 7 who had ever experienced kite flying before. So when the day finally arrived, and with a little bit of teacher trepidation, I passed out the kites and then taught. 10 Lessons No, not on how to fly a kite, but first, 10 lessons on how to get ready to fly a kite. Lesson 1 How to get the kite out of the package. Lesson 2 How to hook the sticks to the kite. Lesson 3 How to tape the hole that was ripped when trying to hook the sticks to the kite. Lesson 4. How to tie on the string. Lesson 5. How to tie a knot in the string. 6. How to tie your shoelaces. And then 7. How to use what you have learned about how to tie your shoelaces so you will now be able to tie a knot in the string. And then lesson number 8. How to tie on the tails. Lesson number 9. How to use tape to attach the tail on the kite, because that is very different than tying shoes. Hint, I wonder if kites should use Velcro. Lesson number 10. Next time, plan more time in school schedule for getting ready to fly kites. Finally, with all of the lessons and all of the doing learn the room was full of enough anticipation to fill all the cubbies in the whole school. We were finally ready to fly. The next step was to pick up each kite and walk outside. I had scheduled about five minutes to do this. All they had to do was simply hold the kite, the string, the handle holding the string, and the tail of the kite, and then stand quietly in a line and walk down the hallway quietly to go outside. It did take us five minutes to do this step. Yes, five minutes per person as I walked around and individually taught every student how to pick up their kite, how to hold the string, grasps onto the handle holding the string, and then lift the tail so they wouldn't trip on it, and then stand in line with their kite, waiting patiently. And then we tried to walk down the hall. Now I want you to imagine what that was like. Bless all of their little excited hearts. Well, we finally did make it, and once outside, I just told everyone to go and have fun. Fly your kite, and to remember, don't stand too close to each other, or the strings might get crossed and tangled. So off they ran, with kites and hope and wind and happy anticipation, all seven, the seven students with prior experience, ran out to the soccer field. The others just stood by me. Searching the sky, watching the others, and then looking back at me, I could see a little fear and a large lack of kite-flying confidence in their expected faces. I encouraged them to go and to give it a try, and slowly and timidly, some of them did. Some students placed the kite on the ground and then started running, holding tight to a short piece of the string, with their kite bouncing, bobbing, and banging the ground along in its merry little, not-flying-yet way. Others stood holding tight to the string while their kites sat on the ground, safe and unbroken, as they watched and waited for some future kite-flying magic to suddenly occur. And still there were others who still just stood around me, in a very tight, I-don't-dare-do-this-yet circle, asking if I could fly their kite for them. Initially this was a great idea, I reminisced, but within about seven minutes, not per person, but a total of seven minutes, my great idea seemed to not have even gotten off the ground. Some kites that were up had come down, some that were down were still down, and the rest of my students found out exactly what I had meant when I said, "'Don't cross the strings.'" What was supposed to have been a happy moment full of fun, hope, and joy soon turned into a lesson of confusion, frustration, tangles, and yes, every teacher's favorite, tears. So I blew my teacher whistle and told everyone to gather up their kites, their tangled balls of string, the kite tail that hadn't held on with tape, or any kite tail they could find on the ground, and then head back into the classroom. Some children had to come in with their kites in small, tangled partnerships with the other children who they were connected to in one jumbled heap of tangled string regret. Once we were back in the classroom, now transformed into the kite ER, we gathered necessary supplies for emergency kite surgery and then went to work. After much tape, I mean an abundance of tape, a lot of detangling, string trimming and string retying, paper clip reinforcing, paper hole punching, and many, many more discussions on don't stand so close to your neighbor next time reminders, we eventually made our way back outside to try kite flying again, and this time, it worked. 28 third graders all flying kites. I will never forget the sight all over the soccer field, some who had never held on to the end of a flying kite before. They were all smiles, all courage, all joy, and all shouting, Mrs. Chautas, look at my kite! Twenty-eight third graders all feeling the lift that comes when you're holding tight to the string of a kite. It had truly turned into one of the happiest days. I love flying kites and learned the knack of it from one of the greatest kite flyers I know, my dad. I learned a great lesson that day with my twenty third grade students, but then again, I think there are always going to be lessons to learn in kite flying. Today I want you to listen to what I have found to be 16 important lessons I learned in flying a kite, and as you listen, Think about how these kite flying lessons can be applied to living your life lessons. Lesson number one. Sometimes flying a kite is fun, but not every time. Lesson number two. Sometimes flying a kite takes a little work and then you have a little bit of fun. Lesson number three. Sometimes flying a kite is a lot of work and not fun at all. Sometimes life, I think, is like that. Lesson number four. The big blue sky is big, so there is enough room for a lot of people to fly kites, and there is really no reason to study the lesson of don't cross strings with another kite. Lesson number five. The big blue sky is big, but there is evidence that learning the lesson of not crossing strings with another kite makes for better. And happier kite flying results. The world is big and is full of many life lessons that are ready to be learned. Lesson number six. Once in a while when you are flying a kite, all you have to do is hold the string out a little and the kite will just start flying. There really are days in our lives that are like this. Lesson number seven. Once in a while when you are flying a kite, you have to do a little work, run a little, let out a little string, run again, and then the kite will start flying. Some of your days might sound like this. Lesson number eight. Once in a while when you are flying your kite, you have to work up a sweat. You might have to run a lot, You might have to look over your shoulder, watch where you were going, and then run again. And then you will need to let out more string, and then run some more, and then stop and rewind the string that you just let out so that it doesn't get tangled, and then you have to stop and untangle it because it did get tangled around your shoes and your legs. And then you have to stop and breathe, and then you will need to start off running all over again. Have you ever had a day like that? I think everyone can relate. Lesson number nine, one of my favorites. Every so often, when getting ready to fly a kite, you might need the help of someone, a friend or a neighbor or the friend that sat by you at lunch or a friend you didn't even know was going to be your friend yet to hold up your kite and to keep it steady until you are steady, until the wind is steady and then you will be ready. Have you ever needed someone to hold you up and keep you steady in your life? Lesson number 10. One of my other favorites. Every so often, you won't need a friend to hold up your kite. Instead, your friend might need you to hold up their kite and keep it steady until they are steady, until the wind is ready for them. Lesson number 11. A lesson I learned that day flying kites with twenty-eight third graders. Maybe the lesson here is to become more like a child. Every so often while you and your friend are flying kites, you can say nice things to each other about how great their kite is flying like. Your kite is really flying high. I can barely see it. It is up in the clouds. You are great at kite flying, you know. Lesson number 12. You might also say nice things to each other like, Don't give up. Keep trying. It's okay. The wind is bound to pick up again real soon. You will get the hang of it. Keep trying. You'll be flying. I can help you. Here. I will share my kite with you. We can take turns holding on to the string. Then there is the lesson we all know can happen in any life at any time. Lesson number 13 Sometimes your kite will dive and climb, dive and climb, and then dive and crash into the neighbor's tree. And sometimes you can pull it down from the neighbor's tree, but sometimes you can't. Sometimes you just have to leave it in the neighbor's tree as a decoration or possibly a reminder of lessons learned for future kite flying days which are sure to come. Lesson number 14. Sometimes your kite will fly steady for a while, and you can just relax, unwind, loosen up, sit back, and just enjoy the view. Sometimes life is really like that. Hold tight to those days and use them to help you fly on the other days. Lesson 15 Sometimes your kite will be up and flying so beautifully, no worries at all, and then suddenly the wind will change, a gust will whoosh, and a new breeze will bluster, and your kite will dive with a thud to the ground. And sometimes in life, in any day, gravity can step in. Lesson number 16. Sometimes your kite will fly so high you will barely be able to see it, just a small dot up in the sky, up by the clouds, up in the blue. And you standing on the ground, holding on to the string, will make you feel like you are the one flying as you watch your kite soar in the heavens, with your feet on the ground. And all it takes is you holding tight to the string of your kite. There are lessons to be learned when trying to fly a kite. The principal thing in kite flying is to keep the kite aloft. There are lessons to be learned in trying to live a life. A French author once wrote, The principal thing in life is to keep one's soul aloft. Just as a kite needs lift in order to soar, we all need lift in life to rise above the things of the world. What are you doing in your life to keep your soul aloft? The lessons I learned that day in kite flying apply to the lessons I am learning in living my life. It's not always easy. There are days when your life will soar, and there are days when it will not. But there are many things you can do to add lift to your life. Even on those days when the string gets all tangled around your feet, you will be able to look for the happy. That's what this podcast is all about. We are going on a journey together to look for the happiest moments in everyday life, in all situations that will help you to keep your soul aloft. Be ready, because together we are out to find the happy. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a beautiful rest of your day and go fly a kite this week. Bye for now.